It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, season three, episode 15, Our Favorite Things. All right, good morning, good afternoon, happy commute. I am Mike, Principal Extraordinaire from Lance, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a Title I School Improvement Specialist for who knows how long <laughs> from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we talk about sprinkling that passion, that unity, and that DIY throughout what we do in our classrooms and our schools to make the best, best education possible for our kids. Yeah, it's all right if you didn't have your bomber jacket from the Army-Navy surplus store covered in patches. You got it shows and in record stores. We all can be punks here at the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast. That's right. On this episode, Mike, we're we're kind of taking a mental break. You and I, I think, both had, need a, it. had a week <laughs> or two. and But we yeah. didn't want to not do an episode. So we're gonna, we, we wanted to have just a, just a fun little discussion. I get to know the punks at Punk Rock Classrooms discussion. Uh, and we wanted to talk what are our favorite things? Yeah. And so I've got a couple things that I want us to talk about. We want to, sh- I want to share, I want to kind of go through and discuss just a light breezy episode, nothing too heavy. So if you uh, are listening audience, we're, we're hoping to hear some deep conversations about um, educational <laughs> philosophy and pedagogy today. Probably not going to happen. We'll talk a little bit about education in the realm of our favorite things, but really, this is this is just a just a kind of a fun episode. All right, yeah, we man. need a we need a man. I mean, and we do. It's not I think just everybody. Us, so, right, I think everybody. Right. So many people I've talked to have just been like, "Oh, Wayne, one the year in general." I'm like it's it's that time of year, man. We're like, I don't know about you, like our kids are starting to, you know, you get that end of the year yep. fever. In, in a Chicagoland here, like we've had some really nice days where it's been like 70 and then it'll be like 40 the next day. And that always messes with people because it's like that tease, like, yeah, summer's you know, almost you, here. <laughs> yeah, you want to get outside and you have fun for a few days. And then it's like, okay, back to the winter coats. And so <laughs> just, just everything going on. I'm, I'm excited about this one because yeah. uh, our superintendent break, man. Yeah. Our superintendent used to call it like our former superintendent called it the 90 days of May. That May mm-hmm. feels like it's 90 days long as yeah. you as you plod through to the to the end of the, the school year. And in reality, I think I have 14 school days left. Right. Yeah. I have ours is like like low 20s, I think. Yeah. I got 14 school days plus one day after kids get out, right? So like 15 work days for my contract. Yeah. Um, and then I get paid to do summer school. So here we go. <laughs> let's talk favorite things. Let's start. Let's start with it. Let's start with a, I don't know. Maybe it's an easy one. Maybe it's not an easy one. Here's what I don't know, Mike. Uh, what is your, what was your favorite concert that you've ever been to? Favorite concert oh. you've ever been to? Actually, let's, Man. let's do this twofold. Oh. What was your first concert? What was your first concert? <laughs> and what was your favorite concert? Was first concert, favorite concert. First concert, well, that's easy. My very first concert ever was New Kids on the Block. <laughs> yes, New Kids on the Block. I went with my mom and our neighbor and her daughter, who was a year younger than me. And uh, it was Tommy Page opened up for them. And uh, it was them at Alpine Valley. And then uh, my second concert was um, 
because I always have to, I always tell people, no, you didn't ask my second concert, but I always have to follow <laughs> it up. Right. I'm like, all right. So that was my first one. My second one though, was uh Pantera biohazard and Sepultura. So that is, there's you know, a real pendulum swing right, on those two. <laughs> right. So I feel like the second concert kind of made up for, you know, the first one. Um, but uh, my favorite concert. Oh man. You know, it's, it's probably got to be the sick of it all suicide machines tour. Like mm. I remember when they announced they were going on tour and even, you know, when sick of it all was up there, they said like a lot of people, you know, didn't think this tour made a lot of sense taking, you know, a Scott punk band from, you know, Michigan out with a New York hardcore band. He's like, but it, you know, in, in all reality, like there's never been like, Oh, I, only you can only have hardcore bands playing a bill but it was two of my favorite bands you know and just to see them together and then even which which was funny because down the street so we were in chicago the metro and down the street is the cubby bear which you know because really feels right there yeah and all of a sudden suicide machines are playing and the guys from papa roach get up on stage because papa roach was playing at the cubby bear down the street and then <laughs> then they had this whole then they were talking about then the, the suicide machines were talking about like you know these guys are the we toured with them on warp tour and the coolest guys because a lot of people were booing them right everyone's yeah. like whoa boo, boo, boo. but so then they were just talking about like you know ex- accepting everybody and all yeah. it, it was cool it was a really good show i mean <laughs> it was it was like at the height of this is when i think sick of it all this was was this when they were on fat they were on fat for a few years so like they you know suicide machines were big this is when suicide machines were starting to get more of their their later records which were a lot more heavier you know so yeah it was was a great show about you uh first concert first big concert right like the one that i remember i saw smashing pumpkins Nice. Uh, on the melancholy and the infinite sadness tour. I may have seen a concert before that, but I don't, rem- I don't remember. Right? Right, I remember going right. to a big show. I went to the Saginaw civic center in Michigan to see uh, smashing pumpkins. It was awesome. You know, my dad took me and a couple friends. We were not in good seats. Right. Cause it's a big, it's a big arena. Right. right? But it was super rad. One of the big, one of the first big concerts I ever went to. I really did enjoy that one. I remember that year. I think it was that year we saw uh, Stone Temple Pilots too. So I remember seeing both those. Stone Temple Pilots might have been the next year, but those were like my first two big concerts. And then I didn't go to a big con, like a big concert, unless it was a festival for a really long time, right? Like after that, it was like fifteen dollars was the most I would pay for a show, right? but I think my favorite show, and I've talked about I've talked about it on a really early episode of Punk Art Classrooms, was when I saw Boy Sets Fire at the Underground in Detroit. So Detroit uh, that has well the shelter is is what it is. So St Andrews Hall, big venue. Underneath St Andrews Hall is the shelter, a little tiny scrubby venue, not very big basement basement venue. Yeah. Um, Boy Sets Fire played. It was right before um after the eulogy came out so it was like it was the tour for as they were releasing after the eulogy right it hadn't come out yet but they did a couple songs off of it uh it was fantastic man there were way too many people in that basement we definitely broke fire code it was sweaty it was gross they put on one of the best freaking shows 
I have ever seen. It was so good. It was so electric. It was this tiny venue with a amazing band full of energy. Um, it was great. Best, best, awesome. one of the best shows I've ever seen. I don't remember who played with them. Um, right. I just, I just remember, Didn't matter. I just remember them putting on a killer, killer show. Um, so that, that's, that was one of my, one of my, one of my favorites. All right. Nice. So let's switch gear. Let's sprinkle in something education wise, Mike, you were a middle school, middle school, English teacher, middle school, English yeah. teacher. What was your favorite grade to teach? And you taught ELA. So it's not like I can right. ask you like, what was your favorite ELA class? You t- like, right. it's different middle school and high school. Are different. What was your favorite, uh, what was your favorite grade you taught and why? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, so I, I taught sixth, seventh and eighth grade. Uh, you know, for a while I was looping. So I would have the same kids a couple of years in a row. And then in, in reality, like that didn't really pan out. And it was, I'd maybe get a couple kids of the same. And a lot of people I know, like disagree with, this but seventh grade was my favorite and the reason being is the sixth graders were still a little too elementary mm-hmm. you know and it's yeah. funny because now i'm an elementary principal but you know they were a little too elementary and i wasn't used to the eighth graders they too cool they, for school man yeah they they <laughs> had like this attitude like they you know they they didn't care which but the seventh graders it was like that age where it's like, I don't know. I just had this feeling like I can really mold and inspire this, these kids here. Like you had them, Um, you know, and I think I liked seventh grade too, because that was the age where I could use some like not adult humor, but you know, you could almost talk to them like, like they will are, well, they are young adults, you know, and they get your jokes and, you know, you can have like this almost, yeah you know, silly banter go back and yeah. forth, but still get stuff done. So yeah, seventh grade. Seventh grade. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh for me, <clears throat> I taught everything. I've taught seventh grade, eighth grade, mm-hmm. freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. Like I've taught all all six of those through my career as a uh secondary teacher. Um I think my favorite grade um was always seniors. Seniors were always my favorite. Um, and that people always talk about like senioritis being this yeah. thing that you have to deal with second semester. Um, and it's true. They get a little, they get a little like, Oh, do I have to near the end yeah. of the semester? But there's so many cool things going on that senior year to be able to share all of those moments with kids and be able to be there with them as they're, you know, getting their cap and gown, as they're going to prom, as they have their last homecoming, as they, you know, go, they get their job, they get their acceptance letter for like college, all of these things happen. And it was really cool to kind of celebrate those moments with kids. And there were a couple of years uh, where my wife and I taught on the same campus. She's principal there now. I don't teach there anymore, uh, but she's principal there now. But at one point, she and I both taught seniors. And it was this kind of magical, like two years where she and I, she taught English. I taught social studies. We had the same, really a large group of the same kids because yeah, right. And we both taught a semester course. And so we literally, I'd have 300 kids a year, right? Because you have that many kids teach right. five classes, 30 classes, a, a, you know, 30 kids a class. By the end of the year, you had 300 students. You, I had a giant portion of the senior class 
my wife had a giant portion of a lot of the same kids in her, in her classes. And we really kind of got to be like the senior class mom and dad for, cool. for two years. It was really cool. It was one of my were you favorite. guys married? Were you married? At <laughs> yeah, the time? we were, we were married at the time. We okay. like, we were married. We taught at the same school together. Um, it was fun. It was a blast. It was great. Um, I taught government and economics and it really wasn't the subject, although I do love teaching uh, economics. Um, it was really just kind of sharing that moment that senior year with probably some of my favorite kids I've ever taught. Um, yeah. were, the, were those two years my wife and I taught, we had taught together for three years. Um, but there were two years where we both had seniors at the same time. And it was just this sort of like really rad, rad way to kind of like that is sh- cool. share a school year together, you know? So, you know, and when I, when I think back on my high school career, like it's, I have memories obviously from all four years, but the senior, senior year, it, you're, you're right. Like all of these, there's so much that big goes milestones, man. Right. And I remember some of those, te- the teachers I had senior year, it's, I remember them, like they would look at you differently almost. Cause like, it's like, you're right. Like you're about to leave. They're, they're, you're, they're passing you on into <laughs> yeah. you know, the world. And it's, it's, that's cool. Yeah. My wife and I taught high school at the same time for probably about, I don't know. Well, even after I went to a different campus and she was an assistant principal, we went to a million proms together just as like chaperones. So we were on the same campus. We would go to prom together. And then we were on different campuses. We would go to prom at like, we'd pick, all right, whose school are we going to prom to this year? Right. And I would chaperone or she would chaperone and we go to prom and to see every one of those, to see kids come in dressed up and excited. That was just such a rad part of being a 12th grade teacher. Um, and I know like my freshman teacher, teachers who taught freshmen loved it too, because they got right, to see right. those kids four years later as almost adults going out and doing this thing. So that was really cool. All right. So let's kick it back to, let's kick it back to something. Let's talk. <clears throat> Pardon me. Uh, Mike, what's your favorite, what's your favorite movie, Mike? What's your favorite Man, movie? my favorite movie. It's, it's gotta be uh fight club. I, I just, I, I'll never forget the first time watching that movie. You know, I rented it. Uh, we didn't go see it in the theater. I'd rented it. And my wife, who was just my girlfriend at the time, had come over and we watched it. And she didn't really care for it. And I just remember like those, the moments, and I'm not going to ruin it for there's anyone who hasn't seen it. <laughs> um, but like those moments when you're just like, what? Like when, the when, big it, re- when the big reveals happen. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, you know, Brad Pitt, Edward Norton. This is, you know, Edward Norton was, it was, this was when he was, you know, American history X had just gone out. What was that? What was that movie he did when he was the priest? Um, oh, shoot. So, I don't remember. You know, you know yeah. what I'm talking yeah. about? Like he was, uh, so Edward Norton was, he was, he was kind of, this was his height, you yeah. know? So it was just seeing him and Brad Pitt. I mean, meatloaf was in it. Yeah. You know, it had, um, <laughs> who's a Jared Leto. Yeah. I mean, all of these it's in, in a sense, it was kind of like this underground, like film in a in a way. Like, but I remember so anyway, watching it with her, and she was like, I don't know, that was stupid. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I remember driving her home, coming home, dude. I rewatched it again, like that same <laughs> night, like before I went to bed. I remember telling my dad, I was like, Dad, you've got to watch this movie. Like, it's a total, like, you know, your yeah. mind's gonna be blown. And um, you know, to this day, like if there's ever like I'm, if I'm ever like home alone, 
and I don't have anything going on or I can't think of anything to watch, I'll throw it on and just rewatch it. That's it. That's that's a that's a good choice. That's a good choice. Yeah. Um, my favorite death, my favorite uh, Edward Norton movie is Death to Smoochie. So if that mm. gives anyone, if that gives anybody an insight yeah. into the dumb stuff that I like, Death to Smoochie is my favorite. Is my favorite Edward Norton movie. Um, but I, my favorite movie, my favorite movie, and it it's just it came out at the right time as a kid, and it still is a perfect film. Uh, Jurassic Park is my oh. my favorite my favorite movie because I don't know I think it came out when I was 10 or 11 that perfect yeah. age when dinosaurs are awesome and it was this giant leap in like technology yeah. and showing the dinosaurs on screen and it was the perfect movie for for 10 11 year old Josh and I still love it it's still one of my favorite movies. I still will still watch it in the house. We still turn it on. I can quote parts of it while it's going. Uh, so that is that is one of my one of my favorite movies. The anniversary of it came out. I was probably a couple of years ago, but yeah. then I, I saw it in theaters. <clears throat> right. I resaw it again in theaters. I remember seeing it as a kid and the moment where they see the the uh, the big dinosaurs walk by for the first time and they stand up in the Jeep. It's still it's still a goosebumpy part of a movie. It's still, it still hits. I think one that might have been the favorites. first. That might have been the first movie that me and my buddies went to alone, like getting dropped off. <clears throat> yeah, and us seeing it now. Now, have you kept up? And are you a fan of like all of these? Oh, I, I'm a sucker. Like, I'm a sucker for movies like that. So, like, we we have every. I own like, the original three. I own the next two. Right. I, they're just. They have a there's a spot in my heart for, for dinosaur movies. And so even bad dinosaur movies are good dinosaur movies. Yeah. <laughs> so I even, man. I even like, I like no one, no one likes Jurassic park three. I like Jurassic park three with the, like when I don't, they go back to the Island. And yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember. I, remember. I don't even think I finished it. Yeah. I, uh, I, I might have to, I'm trying to think if we ever watched Jurassic park with my kids. Oh, you have to, Mike. It's it's a I, wonderful movie. I think we did on vacation one year, like when, like you know, I, my wife, she's got four other sisters. Yeah. So like the the younger ones don't have kids, so the older ones do, and we'll do a lot of like family vacations. You know, where we yeah. run a house like in Michigan or something. And yeah. I want to say we watched the original there, or like the kids did, and we were playing like Cards Against Humanity or something. Yeah. But. Oh, anyway, one of my one of my favorite movies, and I it's a good a, one. I'm still a child at heart, so that's that's a that's a good one. All right, so here we go. Here's what I want to know. Uh, let's get let's get back to education. Let's do an education one. What's what's your favorite? I mean, you were an English teacher. What was your favorite lesson or book to teach to your students? What was your favorite lesson or one of your favorite books you taught to your kids as an ELA teacher? My favorite, I, I'm going to answer them both. Yeah. Um, my favorite book to teach, and it's funny, I just was talking about this with my sister principal because her kid is reading it, um, The Giver. Like, Have you ever read The Giver? I'm sure I did. In, I know it, but I don't in, remember it, right? I know I read it in, in, in here's junior the thing high or, too, or, middle, it, or junior, like middle school or something like that. We, it was, it was <laughs> part of our, it was, you know, I taught it to the seventh graders. And if you've never read The Giver, it's about, it's this society where everything's black and white like there's no color and you know it's it's very controlled and everything's kind of set up and if you know you you get your name in a certain age and it's you know when when the boys in 
when a boy starts to go through puberty, they give them this pill to keep them from having these urges and feelings. Um, so it's a very controlled like society. And then yeah. people will just all of a sudden, if when you reach a certain age, like you're just gone. So some of these discussions, man, that I would have with the seventh graders, because they're old enough to understand. Yeah. And they would be like, well, I think they all, you know, they kill them or they send these people off or, you know, and then the story is like, the main character Jonas ends up like going, like escaping mm-hmm. and going to see what is out there. And they made a movie. I never seen the movie. Um, it came out a few years ago. I don't, I don't know. I don't think I got very great reviews, mm-hmm. um, but the book, it was just such a deep book. Um, and I remember that was one thing like I could get every kid into yeah. um, lesson wise. I loved, uh, I hated teaching, writing basically because I didn't like to grade essays. Um, I don't think, I don't think any ELA teacher is always like, I can't wait for these essays. <laughs> I love to grade essays. Yeah. That doesn't, but I, I loved when we would teach like the argumentative writing where we would, you know, we, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but like we would set up the class as like a courtroom yeah, and argue between are the three little pigs innocent or are telling the truth or is the wolf innocent? We would make it like an entire, you know, debate courtroom hearing both sides because I wanted the kids to see no matter what you're writing about. Like if, if you're trying to persuade somebody, you need, you need to explain both sides. It can't yeah. just be one-sided. And uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, um, but it really, the kids really, you know, would buy into it and learn from it so it was that, that probably that's was awesome. my two yeah that's, that's and we, we we did a lot of cross cross uh subject collaboration too yeah. on my team you know we did like a murder mystery which i don't think you'd get away with in a school now but you know some somebody we had said had died we set up a crime scene and our t- kids and it was the principals in on it like you know, they had all these clues around the school and it was like a, like a two week project trying to yeah. figure out who, who it wasn't who killed the person. It was who was the person that mm. had died. Okay. And I, and it was, and it, it was like a science teacher. We, but <laughs> you know, there was the, all of these yeah. components to it in each subject. So things like that were oh, just, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, favorite, one of my favorite lessons to teach. Um, so I taught economics for a long time, um, and government for a long time. One, uh, one of my favorite things to teach was, um, and it's, it's lame. It sounds lame, but we would, I would teach GDP with my kids. There's, there's two things that I would do every year in economics that were just weird, just weird things to do. Right. Um, so we would teach GD, I would teach GDP with my kids. And what we would do is every group, they would be a country and they'd get Play-Doh and they would have to, they'd have like three minutes. That was their calendar year to, to produce as many goods as they could with Play-Doh. And so I had a list of things you can make apples, uh, phones, books, robots, right. And each one was worth a different amount and they would go ahead and create those things in that two to three minutes. I would play, it's about three minutes because I would play working for the weekend. Uh, that was their time. And as soon as the song was done and the symbol hit, they had to stop their year. Right. And so we would listen to it. They, we, we would do, we would track 
four years of production, right? So we'd listen to the song, they'd produce, they'd count up how much they made and all that. We'd listen to the song again. And it wasn't until like the third time they're like, are we listening? Like the third, you're like, why is it still this song? I'm like, <laughs> because you're, because you're working for the weekend guys. It's there's three minutes. It's a three minute song. It's a perfect song to do this to you. Um, and then what would happen is they would get better because when we do something right, over and over again, right. we get better. And so that would allow me to talk about why countries and how, how do they improve their GDP? Right. How, how do they get better? What did you guys do to get better? Well, let's, that's trans- cool. let's translate to what schools, let's translate to what countries and companies and, you know, how productivity gets better. And then the last year uh, I would play uh, the Godzilla theme song, and this would trend into something we would do later. I would play the Godzilla theme song. I would take half of their Play-Doh away <laughs> and only let them build for a minute. So they could see like if there was some sort of destruction, something happened right. in their production, what would happen to their GDP. Uh, and so then they would graph their GDP out and all this stuff. And so this big, this big dumb day, it was one day and we just went through all these scenarios and it was always fun. Uh, another one that I did was always fun is we would, we would, um, we talk about factors of production and they would have to weave rugs. And so I would give oh, wow. them scissors, glue and construction paper and yeah. they would have to, I'd show them how to weave a rug with construction right, paper. Right. And as a team, they would have like, they would have to weave as many rugs as they could in the amount of time. And then we'd talk about, okay, now that you've done it, how do you improve your production? What do you do differently? Yeah. And so they would plan for a minute and then they'd build again and they'd start assembly lines, right? Because at first each of them was weaving their own little rug in right. the group. And then they started assembly lining it and they would get better and better and better. And I would turn the air conditioning off. Oh, come on. <laughs> I turned the AC off in my room while we did it. And like, like, why is it so hot in here? I'm like, these are unsafe working conditions, guys. Uh, work harder, work faster, right? Just, just, I just like goofy stuff. And that, that was my favorite part about teaching economics is like this. It can be really dull and it can yeah, be really I was boring, say dull. but I always tried to do something goofy or fun to, to kind of cement it in. Um, about what it was. All right, Mike, here's what I want to know. It doesn't have to be your favorite, but let's talk about what do you, uh, what, what are you watching? What TV shows are you watching right now, man? What are you, what's, uh, what's your favorite TV show and what's a TV show you're watching right now? What are you binging? What are you watching at night before you go to bed? What's, 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 what's going on? I think, I think my favorite TV show of all time is, is, well, it's probably, it's gotta be friends. I could watch friends whenever I, I got in that show, like later in life, my wife, you know, when we started dating, she was into it. And I think this thing I started watching with her and I, I love it. I, I, you know, if it's on TV on like a nigga night or whatever, and we're nothing's on, I'll, I'll leave it on. Um, it's funny. You know, I got a couple of coworkers who are big into friends. So like every time like bosses day or stuff like that, they'll bring me, you know, I got a friend's coffee mug and yeah. things like that, a calendar. Um, yeah, I think that's my favorite. But right now, like we are binging the Righteous Gemstones. Oh, I've heard that's um, good. I haven't watched it yet. So <laughs> yeah, we we have like I don't I have yet to meet someone who actually owns an HBO Max account. I have um, one. Okay, have so one. because <clears throat> ours is, we share it with we share it with my in laws. <laughs> okay, it's so ours, but they use it too. <laughs> that's that you know. So ours is my sister in law has one. So she made it, she made accounts for everybody. So we have hers, which with our own profile and uh, yeah, one night, man, we were, we had just finished um, life of Beth 
on Hulu with Amy Schumer. Yeah. Which was, it was good. It was, you know, funny. It had, um, it had that one guy from, oh, I can't remember his name, but if you saw him, you would know he was in a few mm-hmm. of like those Jonah Hill movies. Oh, um, it's, uh, what's his name? Michael, his Michael something. Sarah, um, Michael Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. And so we Super, were, he was in super bad. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so we were sitting there. I'm like, man, what's a, what's a show we can watch? And I was like, well, let me put on HBO max and just scroll through theirs. And I was like, Oh, people told me about righteous gemstones, dude. It's John Goodman. Yeah. D- Danny McBride. Yeah. It's got, um, isn't, Macaulay, isn't like Macaulay Culkin's brother in it. Isn't he in that one or is he in a different one? Oh. No, no, he's in a different one. He's in it. He's yeah. like in the one that's kind of like the Murdoch family, the the Fox right. News people. Yeah, he's in that one. Not yeah. This one. yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's 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 hilarious. Like so, we watched season one in less than a week. Now we started. We're halfway through season two already. Yeah. Um. So we'll probably finish it in a few days. But it's you know, I think I like Danny McBride. I've Danny always thought he was funny. funny. Yeah. And you know, I know some people don't like him, but. It's this show and Adam Devine's character, mm-hmm. you know, he was in, um, you know, he was in Neighbors with Zac Efron yeah. and that Chuck and or Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Like he's, he's hilarious. So I highly recommend it. Find someone with HBO Max account. Like, like I said, it, <laughs> no one really owns one. Everyone's like, oh yeah, I borrow my sister's. I borrow. So yeah. Righteous yeah. Gemstone. What about you? Uh, two, I have like a tie for two favorite shows, two favorite TV shows ever. Um, we are an office household. We will, we watch yeah. the office on repeat always. My wife, we watch TV before bed. I usually am reading, but my wife has to have something on. Yeah. And so the office is the go-to we've watched the nine seasons of the office innumerable times. I can't, we, I cannot you, tell you how many times you've watched it. Cause we, we have a peacock, we have a peacock account solely so we can watch the office like because we we we've done the same thing we've re-watched the office numerous times but every time jim K- or michael uh scott leaves uh, steve Carell, yeah we kind of it's not as good but we no. watch we still watch the whole okay. thing uh so for me the office should have ended when pam and jim got married you could have just ended the show and it'd have been it'd been fine right, uh, right but they didn't they kept going and then they kept going uh but i'll still watch all nine seasons otherwise we are re-watching arrested development right now which is probably my other favorite tv yeah. show ever uh so arrest development and the office are our peak comedy tv for me I, I love both of those shows uh right now what do we i, I we haven't been watching anything all that new right now, just because at this time of year is just tough to, to watch, really? to watch new stuff. Uh, we started watching the third season of, uh, oh man, the train one where it's snowy snow piercer. Uh, really like the oh, first, okay. really like the first two seasons, the third season, not so good. Um, we were watching that watching a little moon night Renner and I are watching moon night. Um, and then uh, we just started watching we I, like a good docu series on HBO. We're watching uh, the one about the the lady who started the the church uh, about losing weight, like after doing this sort of like weight okay. loss Jesus Jesus weight loss program, and then she starts this church and like it's in Tennessee. It's uh, I don't know. It's it super interesting. We just started watching that yesterday, so that'll be something we'll we'll watch through a little bit. But we like it's been a weird. A weird i don't know it feels like three months of like not watching a whole lot of new stuff just because 
of just the way our schedules are, are been, but we will yeah. always, we always, Oh, we're, we we're rewatching. <clears throat> it's always sunny right now too. So we flip no. back and forth between it's always sunny and, uh, and rest of, the rest of development right now as we're rewatching both of those, but those are favorite TV shows. Um, all right. I think I've got, I think I've got one, one last, one last question left. And this is, this is a weird one because not everybody has favorite. Not every, I mean, like I, weird isn't the word. Uh, but not everybody's a reader. So not everybody has a right. book. What's your favorite book, Mike? Favorite book? Well, I normally say it's Fight Club, but I already use that for my movie. So I'm not going to say Fight Club. Um, I'd say my favorite book. It's probably got to be um, Kiss Me Judas by Will Christopher Bear. He wrote, it was like a trilogy. There was like Kiss Me Judas Hell's Half Acre, and uh, I can't remember what the third one was. Hell's Half Acre might actually been the third one, Um, because the other two were good. But I remember reading Kiss Me Judas, and I I think I read it in like two days. And I remember putting it on Facebook when I used to be on Facebook. So this is years ago. Like, oh, I just finished this book. And uh, one of my buddies, he was like, dude, that book is like reading a dream. And so it's about this alcoholic drug addict detective. He wakes up in a tub of ice and his like kidneys gone. And so he is, you know, we've all heard that story before, yeah. you know, you wait. But so then he's on like this mission, you know, to find this like prostitute who supposedly stole his kidney and he thinks she's <laughs> She's got it in the suitcase. Whenever he sees her, it's in the suitcase. So he needs like then they form this relationship and he's got to get his kidney back. And it's, it's just, it's a very bizarre, you know, yeah. like it's, and I remember I found it through, you know, cause I had read, went through all the Chuck Palahniuk books yeah. and I was like looking for somebody in that style of writing. Right. Right. And I came across this guy and, um, he's only written these three that I can never find. Cause I, I keep wanting to find more from him, but yeah, kiss me, Judas. I recommend it. It's good. It's a good one. Uh, my favorite book has got to be it's Dune. Dune is my favorite book. I read it every couple of years. I read the first three every couple of years. Uh, one of my favorite series. Um, it's a giant nerdy, hard to get into sci-fi about religion and politics and ecology and drugs. And uh, it's, it's, they just made a movie of it. Maybe you saw yeah. it. it's got Zendaya in it. It's like three hours long and it just goes every once in a while. Uh, but one of my, one of my favorite books ever. I love it. I read it as a kid and then have continued to read it over and over again. Um, I usually just reread the first three books every couple of years, but this last time, because we were on quarantine, I read all six. Is there six, seven, one, two, three, it's, no, six. I read all six books and then started reading some of the prequels that the dude's uh, son wrote, yeah, right? Nice. Uh, so that's one of my one of my favorite books of all time. I really like that one. All right, before we go, Mike, this is the last one. This is the one for all the things. It's a question we always ask at the end of the show. Uh, what have you been listening to, Mike? What have you been listening I, to? I finally got around to, to playing the new Hot Water Music record, man. Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah. So that's it. I mean, Hot Water Music. That's you a, can never go wrong with them, right? You can't. And there are some really, the only song I don't like on it is when the new guitar player sings and it doesn't sound like hot water music. There's one song on the album. I can't remember what band is he from? Uh, 
crap. I can't. I can't I, and, but he sings on it, and it's a good song. It's a good song. He's a but good it's vocalist. Not hot water music. But it's not hot water music, so it's really hard for me to get into it when it's not hot water music. Uh, but for me, a couple records came out that I've been listening to. Uh, Squint just put out a little EP, a fun little hardcore album, kind of like if hardcore, um, post hardcore, but a little more on the hardcore side of things. So Squint, really good album. Um, then oh, what was the other one? Oh, Raw Plastic just put out a, a little EP, fun little fun little album. Um, they have a they have a video out for a song called "Crying on a Surfboard" that looks like a Nintendo sixty four video game. So That's cool. <laughs> you can go 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 check it out. Go Google, uh, go YouTube, uh, "Crying on a Surfboard" by Raw Plastic, and enjoy the goofy video. Uh, that's a dog surfing uh, to their to the record to that song. So go check it out. All right, folks, it's been uh, a really nice kind of easy little uh, episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned a little bit about Mike and I. A little brain break. Yeah, a little brain break. Everybody <coughs> needs one. Uh, so send us a message on on Twitter. Tag us. What's your favorite book? What's your favorite movie? What's your favorite uh, your favorite um, grade that you've taught, class you've taught, lesson you've taught? We want to we hear from the crew. Uh, you can find us on social media, uh, both Instagram and Twitter at the same handle. So the show's at Punk Classrooms. You can find me at Josh R. Buckley, and you can find Mike at Mike R. Earnshaw on both of those. You can find the website, punkrockclassrooms.com. We've got the shows up, episode notes, blogs, a couple other things. The merch table is there. You can go check it out. Go get yourself some sweet swag for the summer. School's almost out. You need some. Sh- you need some shirts to t-shirts to get through your days. Uh, throw your button-up shirts away, gentlemen, uh, ladies. Uh, you don't have to dress up for work anymore. Wear a <laughs> punk rock classrooms t-shirt all all summer long. Uh, and that's it, man. Mike and I'll see you all we at, at the, the show. show. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. We'll see you on the next episode.